This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, the babysitter. Dream girls can be a nightmare. Insert horse lanta rant here. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And believe it or not, I'm Troy. I sound weird. And Horse Lanta had I important horse the... things to do. He did. He had to go get reshoed. Reshod? The important thing is a farrier is involved. Indeed. He is getting his blacksmithed. Um, yeah, but no, and I am recovering from COVID still, which is why I was not here last week. And, uh, due to post nasal drip, I have sound a little rougher than usual. Um, but yeah, I'm here. I'm doing the thing. So yay. And I apologize, Christian, if I sniff and sniffle into the microphone, uh, sorry, but I'm sick. It happens. Yes. We watched yes, the babysitter. This, yes, yes, that's suggested by my friend Anna. Hi, Anna. Um, hope we will be doing crimes on Wednesday. Let's hope so. Yeah, Blades in the Dark. It's a fun role playing game. I'm excited for crime in general. Yeah, well, I know how you are. You like time crimes the best. <laughs> Who doesn't? Stealing seconds of people's lives with your podcast. Oh, oh shit! It's... I was supposed to tell people that you're you're stealing seconds of their lives with the podcast. You've busted oh. open my Superman Richard Pryor scheme. <laughs> yeah, shut it all down. <laughs> my round off error fucking scheme has yeah. been broken wide open. Mm. Oh, sorry guys. Anyway, the podcast that steals your life will continue on. So you listen. It's your fault now. Yeah, 400-something episodes in, we're psychic <laughs> vampires, and now you know. Chris has accumulated 10 seconds more of life. Yeah. 400 episodes in. He has spent 600 hours of his life on the podcast, but he's managed to regain 10 seconds. Yeah, when Winning. you say it like that, it seems like a bad value proposition, <laughs> but... You just need more people to listen. That's all. It'll, it'll work itself. We'll make it up in volume. Yeah. I don't believe in the sunk cost fallacy. <laughs> uh, so, Chris, how does this movie begin? Uh, we start off with a uh, little nerd kid. He is a nerdlinger. That is for certain. And he's uh, a nerd. Yes, but uh, he's trying. But he, he's not John Amplis. No, but he is getting a vaccination. And he's Try, scared. Well, someone's of it. trying to, someone's trying to give him a vaccination. He is not a fan of needles. No. And the poor. Uh, I don't. I don't. First of all, did you ever get a shot at school? No. I never got a shot at school. No, my pediatrician gave me my vaccinations when I was a kid. Yeah, I typically went to a doctor. Yeah, 
But, I mean, there's no reason a school nurse couldn't give you a vaccination. Yeah, I mean, I suppose they're qualified medically, but I just never was a thing that happened that I recall. Maybe that's what happens now. I don't know. My no, my I mean, daughter get... has never got a vaccination at school. That you know of. That's true. I didn't inquire about their secret vaccination policy. Yeah. <laughs> which I guess, you know, that's on me. Well, it's secret. How are you supposed to know? I didn't know to ask. I'm definitely going to bring it up next time to make sure they don't talk to me anymore. <laughs> they can put you down as one of those. Yeah. Mr. Reynolds, do not contact. Speak to mother only. Speak to our Mrs. Reynolds. One of the better episodes of uh, Firefly. Never got into it. Oh, that is the episode that got my wife into it. It's like it was like the third episode. And it was a uh, third or fourth episode. It's real good. Christina Hendricks uh, fucks everybody up in it. Well, that seems good. Yeah. Uh, but in this case, uh, yeah, we have the school nurse who was like, come on, kid, just work with me here. I've got like fucking 80 other kids to vaccinate. So could you just fucking take the shot? The kid's like, uh, no, 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 no shots, please. Thank you. Well, he does eventually. He does eventually. And then he's sitting on the basketball court, staring into the camera for some reason. Art. And then it, uh, somebody hits him in the head with the basketball guy runs into, runs into frame says fucking nerd. And then like crotch chops himself at the kid and then runs off. Yeah. Good to see that's so, still alive in 2020, whatever this came out. I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a degeneration X crotch chop because he didn't cross his wrists. 2017. Just, no shit. It was shot in 2015, did not get released until 2017 because Netflix bought the right, bought the distribution rights to it. Well, that was a good call on their part. Yeah. I would have, I would not have minded seeing this in the theater. That might've been fun. But said it was on Netflix. And then we cut to after school. Yeah, where he's getting bullied by his bullies. Well, first, he is talking to the the little blonde girl across the street, mm. who is his friend, whose dad, who is having a midlife crisis, shows up in his midlife crisis mobile. Yeah. Which would, which is whatever his dream car when he was a high schooler was. Some kind of, like, muscle car. I don't fucking know. I don't know cars. Yeah. It, it made I drive car noises. A, I drive a fast. Prius V. Yeah, I drive the station wagon version of a Prius. So that is how into cars I am. I'm rocking a Chevy Cruze because I've given up. Yeah. That was my midlife well, crisis well, car was a Chevy Cruze. <laughs> I'm still working towards my midlife crisis. I'm, I'm postponing as long as possible so I can like have a big, a big doozy of one. I was ahead of the curve. I had my midlife crisis like 23. Yeah, well, you weren't expecting to live past... 46, so that's fine. I wasn't expecting to make it to my 30s. <laughs> I mean, I do know that your retirement plan is skeleton. Yeah, my retirement plan is to die. Yep. 
I would like to retire and run role playing games for for money. That was that's my retirement plan. That's I mean, mine's more feasible, I would say, but well, there are websites where you can sign up to run games with and people can pay to join them and people do it. And I would love to that to be more normalized. Was it so only that, DMs? No. No, it's not just D and D. It's uh it's a bunch of other bunch of games. So I'll check out the Gurps Wanted section. There you go. Is it startplaying.games is the website. I am not affiliated with them in any way. I have only I've played one game through them for a convention that you know I paid five bucks to play. And that is my the the sum total of my experience with them. But that is a thing that you can do. You better not be getting no sideways advertisements of this without getting giving get my beak wet. Dude, you get as much you're getting as much money as I am. Oh, well, that's sad. <laughs> yep. I just I just again I just want to normalize the idea of pay being paid to run games so that when the time comes I can be paid to run games. And I know you guys are listening <laughs> to this thinking these guys don't have advertisers flocking to them, but they get yeah, tens shocking. of listens. Yeah. Yes, we do. We have ones of listeners. I know um, of at least one. Well, I, I'm pretty sure Anna will listen to this one, so that'll be a second one. Anna, I'm sorry in advance. I did make. I I told her to listen to the faculty episode, and she seemed to think that one was pretty good. Well, yeah, but I had some sort of brain episode <laughs> during that one, so <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't typically have brain episodes like that. <laughs> Apparently, one of the one of the things in there I completely forgot about was the fact that Ohio Ohioans punch people in the face taint, which is that little strip of skin between your nose and your mouth. Which one of us said that? That sounds like a good thing. I'm pretty sure I came up with face taint, and I'm pretty sure Horse Lanta was the one ranting about punching people. So it was a team effort. Mm. I was probably still in the throes of my episode since I was gaslit <laughs> by my fucking co-hosts. <laughs> yep. Uh, that was. I think that's when people ask me to recommend an episode. I always recommend that one. I'm pretty proud that one and the uninvited. I'm pretty proud of too, with my long con uh, T pain joke. I'm. I have a series of them I'm not proud of. Does that count? <laughs> no. Okay, I'm just checking. You got to tell us which ones you're proud of, Chris. Oh. Um, I mean, we only have like an hour, so yeah, there's so many. You might think of it by then. Yeah, S- such good bits. Yes, um, but yeah. So the the dad pulls up in his mid crisis mobile and is like, "Hey, daughter, get in." And she's like, "Well, can we give him a ride too?" And he's like, "Hey, buddy, aren't your parents are expecting you to ride the bus, aren't they?" And he's like, "I don't know, maybe." He's like, "Yeah, I think they are." So why don't you ride the bus so they don't get worried? And I'm gonna just drive off like a douchebag by peeling out. Because I love to spend money on tires. For the record, that's how I'm leaving everywhere from now on. Is I'm going to scream NASCAR and then I'm going to slam my no, fucking. No, it was like NASCAR Life or NASCAR World or something. Yeah, NASCAR Life, and then me and my fucking 2012 Chevy Cruze are going to cruise. Leave at a respectable speed. That's all it's <laughs> capable of. 
<laughs> pretty sure your car will out accelerate mine if I try to use the electric engine to accelerate. I don't know. The electric engines are pretty torquey. Mm, no, mine. I if I am stopped at a stop sign, I will be up to about five to maybe ten miles an hour by the time I cross the intersection. Yeah, I don't know. I'll find out. There you go. But yeah, so uh, he leaves, and so kid is left. Uh, Nerdlinger is left to walk home alone. And then he is accosted by three bullies. One of them who doesn't know how to use a playing card, a clothespin, and his bike. Because he's got the fucking card wrapped around one of the struts of his bike frame with the clothespin pinning the card to the strut. Instead of pinning the card to the strut in the way that the card goes into the spokes of the tire to make the cool flappy noise oh yeah like in it yeah it or stand by me or whatever like yeah something stephen king wrote yeah and like the kid doesn't even fucking know how to do it he just like wraps the card around the strut and pins it into place like that does any fucking thing got a card there now yeah you need to pull an emergency ace i guess i don't fucking know um and then one kid has Cindy on his bike, so either it belongs to his older sister and it was a hand-me-down, or else he called his bike Cindy. Yeah, I think he calls it Cindy later in the film. He does. He does. Spoilers. But I also like the idea that he inherited his sister's bike, and so she'd put her name on it. So now he has to be like, oh, no, no, I call my bike Cindy, man. And someone's like, isn't your sister's name Cindy? Shut up! <laughs> Oh, these kids are supposed to be like 12. And some of them look 12. Some of them do. 12 to 13. Well, they're freshmen in high school. Well, so I mean, our protagonist, 14? Nerdlinger, is 12. No, they're like, he's like 14. He, he straight up says he's 12. Oh. How is he in fucking high school then? He's a nerd. He's like got that Doogie Hauser virus. Oh, I guess. He just skipped a couple grades. Yeah, and I'm making Doogie Howser references in 2023. Hey, there was a Doogie Howser-esque show made by Disney set in Hawaii with a female lead as the Doogie Howser character, who they call Doogie because she is so smart that she is smart like Doogie Howser. I don't like any of what you just said. Yeah. It's a it's it's not a good show. It sounds it's like it was show. designed by a fucking horrible algorithm. <laughs> it's a Disney uh what's well, a Disney kids show, so it's like got the broad acting and all that fun stuff. But I had seen the the lead the lead in that was in some old movie I saw that she was pretty decent in and then that she was in this and I was like, Oh, this is not this is a waste of her talents. Anyway, um, but yeah, the and then uh, bully so jump him beats up the kid. I do love the kid. The the bully guy is like, like how's it hanging? And the kid's response is like, I'm kind of disturbed that you care so much about my balls. <laughs> a fair response. Yeah, he just had like the really like smart ass answers to the kid. Like, and he's like, and he's like, I don't care what you think. He's like, hey. 
guess what? You know, he's had some, you know, I don't know. Like the kid just, the kid is trying the, the bully keeps saying things to get like nerdlinger's approval, but nerdling, it keeps telling nerdlinger doesn't care what he thinks. And so nerdlinger's like, for the love of God, make up your fucking mind. Either don't care what I think and stop trying to impress me or just fucking say that you're trying to impress me. I don't care which. And to that, the bully says, you know what? I'm going to bully you now. Yeah. And so bullies him. And then, um, is it bow? Wow. Wow. Starts playing. I don't recall. Isn't that who sings? I want candy. I don't recall, but it, uh, no, the I want candy. candy is, is later. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. This is the other one. Wait, but basically Samara weaving shows up. Yeah, they play a song to indicate you should feel ways about her. Yeah, you should feel sexually attracted to her. Yeah, which is questionable because she's playing a high school student, so I don't know how I feel about all that. Yeah, and like she's shot very male gazy, like, and but she shows up and t- whispers in the bully's ear that she's going to do something to him, and apparently it is so scary that he decides to run off. Yeah. And then she it turns out that she is uh Nerdlinger's babysitter. Yeah, and they're pals. Yep, and they're and she's cool with it. Like she's super cool and you know, and is does not demean him in any way or talk down to him in any way and treats him like an equal. Yeah, and, and she's all like hot and smart and fun and like super cool babysitter. Yeah, she is the world's coolest babysitter. That's true. On the short list of babysitters I remember, they were either older women or the girl who was flashing traffic. She didn't last long. Uh, I just had like high school, like. Well, one was my neighbor's older sister. I had a a blonde neighbor of about my age, uh, or actually, she was it was my age. She was the same grade as I was. So her older sister babysat us a few times. Another girl down the road who was older than us babysat us a few times, and then after that, my parents just kind of stopped having babysitters. Last babysitter I remember having treated us to a double feature of Friday the Thirteenth Three. And Killer Clowns from Outer Space. So she was a good babysitter. Yeah, she was solid. Yeah. I mean, she gave you the Michael Myers mask reveal. Yeah. Or not Michael Myers. Jesus Christ. No. Fucking Jason Voorhees mask reveal. Yep. Wow. No more sackhead. COVID brain. Yep, no more sackhead. And, uh, and well, I didn't Clowns. know at the time. It was the first one I had seen. but Yeah. And gave you Christopher Titus as well. Your first introduction to Christopher Titus. That's also true. And yep, Killer Clowns, he, which is a family staple in my house. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's in Killer Clowns. He almost gets run over by a car at the beginning. He does. Yep. Maggie has a super accurate replica of the cotton candy gun we got her for, for Christmas. I have never actually watched that movie. Um, I wanted to. It was at the local theater six days ago. But I was too sick to go. I like it. Yeah. I kind of wanted to see it in the theater. I thought that would be fun. I'll I'll have uh, 
my daughter to catch you up on anything you need to know about it. Okay, she can she can probably just recite the whole movie to me, right? Like at least the plot. Yeah, she knows what's up. Yep, and I'll ask her about Michael Bay. Michael Bay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so she she drops him off at his house, uh, where um, his mom has left a note saying that she is in the crawl space where she is apparently putting down rat traps and spraying bug spray and avoiding the spiders. Yeah. It turns out, man, they got some spiders in that motherfucker. They have Indiana Jones level of spiders. Yeah, it's baffling. Apparently this house is in like fucking Central America. Because I don't think those spiders are indigenous to North America at all. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, well, there's the set in California, I'm pretty sure, because there's palm trees around. And, uh, yeah, and so he asks her if she's if he's a pussy. And she's like, do you know what that means? He's like, yeah, like, that I'm scared of everything. And she's like, well, no, like, you're not scared of anything, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, and I know it also means vagina, mom. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, he does. Does he say, like, retarded? She's like, we do not say that word. Yeah. Because it's Leslie Bibb, and she's, like, super wholesome. And then, like, when he leaves, she's like, oh, my God, he said pussy. (laughs) (laughs) As a fellow parent, I will say identifiable. (laughs) Yeah. And then we cut to a car on the middle of a racetrack. Yeah. Where uh, dad's teaching him how to quote drive end quote. Yeah. That's Ken Marino, which is super fun. And the kids like got a seatbelt on, he's got his hands at 10 and two. He turns on the car and he's like, and, and, and the, and the dad's like, and engage. And the car just doesn't move. And he's like, "Well, it was a good time. It was a good try, bud. You got further than last time." Because, I mean, this kid obviously suffers some 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 kind of anxiety disorder. Yeah, he's probably on some kind of benzos, and uh, or needs to be at least. Yeah, and yeah, and he needs Walter Bishop to be his personal uh, drug prescriber. True. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of Fringe lately. Um, I'm on board with his regimen of mild hallucinogens all the time. (laughs) Yeah. He's a, you know, that, you know, Walter Bishop microdoses like a motherfucker. What you need Um, is fucking hallucinogens and a fucking weird sensory deprivation chamber. That'll help probably or not. I don't fucking know. And then we'll connect your brain with electrodes to some dead guy's brain. And that'll totally or dying guy's brain. That'll totally work. Yeah. I'm into that for science reasons only. I do love, though, that uh, the lady who is the main point of contact for Mises Dynamic was in Altered States. Yeah, that's we did pretty the, good. Which we did for the podcast. would heavily involved sensory deprivation and drugs. So that was that was really good. That was a good bit of stunt casting that probably nobody recognized. You did 22 years later. <laughs> well, yes, because I, I didn't the first time I watched it because I hadn't seen Altered States. Also, sick Altered States poll. Yeah, that's it's a fun, weird movie. It is a weird ass movie. Um, but yeah, and so they go back to the house. Uh, they uh, they're going to bed. Dad was watching Mad Men on his laptop, 
And the son's like, oh, and he's like, it's not, it's not for you, son. He's like, oh, it's on HBO. He's like, no, but it's like, it's definitely like a show about grownups for grownups. So when you're older, we can binge it together. What and, a weird poll that HBO references. I mean, not to me, because that's how I fucking identified shit as a kid. Well, yeah, but I mean, for a, a contemporary 12-year-old kid to make a weird HBO poll. Yeah, because he's like, oh, it's got lots of boobs in it. I'm like, no, that's actually not. Oh, it does have lots of boobs, but they're covered because, you know, Christina Hendricks is in it. And, uh, but yeah, like, yeah, it was just funny. Like, to me, like, that made perfect sense, but that's because I'm fucking 43 years old. Yeah, well, you're 40, an old man, Troy. 44 years old. I'll be 45 this year. You're so old, you don't even know how old you are. Exactly. I, I'm the point now where I have to do math to figure out how old I am, because I just I'm, don't remember anymore. I'm 23. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I did the math. <laughs> did it wrong. Yeah, poorly. <laughs> uh, yeah, and... Um, yeah, that's the running the the running joke for the uh, the Discord server I'm on with Anna is that I am literally the oldest kid person on that Discord server. Um, they which, call you Papa. Uh, no, but the the joke is that I am I have been around since the beginning of time, so I have literally seen everything. Um, but yeah, uh, oh, and she does. Ask, his mom does ask him to pick up his toys out of the hallway, where he picks up one toy out of the hallway. Wasn't even plural. Yeah. He did not pick up toys. He picked up toy. And then he goes to his room and decides to binge Mad Men on his laptop. And he watches it all night long and then is like, I don't understand what the big deal is. I get it. I don't get what the big deal about Mad Men is. Yeah, I've watched the episodes here and there. And it's okay. But it did not grab me like the fucking first episode of Breaking Bad did. With a fucking toilet falling through a ceiling of a house. Or a tub. A bathtub falling through the ceiling of a house. Fairness, that, that's like the third episode, but no, that is the first episode. No, or second at the most, because that is the scene that hooked me. And I would not have given it three episodes if it didn't hook me. I think it was when he was going to shoot himself in the head. That's what got me on board. I don't remember that. Yeah, he panics. When he hears the sirens in the desert and he's going to blow his own brains out. And I was like, oh, identifiable. (laughs) Well, now I have to Google, though, to see when that bathtub scene is. Um, You don't have to Google it. That's why Christian's getting all this fun. Oh, yeah. Well, he's not on the call. Oh, it is season two. Episode two. Christian not so we, being on the call has never stopped us from making him do things on but, a Sunday night. But that's why I have Horse Lanta to to post it to the Patreon channel, and I'm not going to do that. I respect you for that. Yes. Uh, maybe nothing else, but you will you can respect me for that. That, um, that alone. Oh, but here, here's your payment, Christian. Um. Yeah. This is like a uh, debit to his account rather than a fucking David. <laughs> uh, well, he didn't read my mind, so that's his, that's his reward. Um, yeah, and so he goes. So basically, like the next day passes, and we basically cut to after school when he's back home. His parents are packing for their. They, they do weekend stays at hotels together to, I guess, 
strengthen their marriage. Yeah, they basically just go off and fuck at hotels. Yeah. Well, they wear jorts. Yeah, they wear jorts and quote fuck. Yeah. I do like, um, yeah, we'll get to what happens at the hotels later. Um, I I like jean shorts. I don't understand the hatred for jean shorts. It, I also it, call them jean shorts and not jorts. Jorts occupy a very specific thing to be. Is that because like they're kind of narrow legged? Like they 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 have kind of like a a cuff that is close to the leg. In in our uh, particular area, jorts are generally jean shorts, but they're very long. Okay, they're longs, is what I call them, as opposed to like a like a Daisy Duke, if you will. Right, but like I always think of jorts as the ones that kind of come. Like a few inches above the knee, but the cuff is like so tight that it's basically like around, like against the leg. Around here, and jorts like the, are like uh, you just take jean pants and you cut them off like a below the knee. And that's a jort. No, they're like they're like uh, high water um, juncos. Oh, so it's like biker shorts, but made of denim. <laughs> no, juncos are those are those way like wide oh jinkos. Jinkos, the big fatty pants. Yeah, they're like they're like high water jinkos, or what you're thinking of. Oh yeah, yeah. That's I'm what thinking I'm into. of like, I'm thinking of like uh, pants that are jeans that are almost too tight that you cut off above the knee. Not like up by the groin, definitely down closer to the knee, but like, and they're even rolled at the cuff sometimes. What kind of goddamn so, sociopath? Rolls up shorts. I fucking people who I don't know, but I just think of jean shorts as like the ones that I wore in the nineties that were around around knee level. Listeners, if you're up your jean shorts, don't tell me because I'll think less of you. Yeah, you do a good tight roll on them, like you know, like take the cuff and you know, kind of twist it and then roll it up so that like it's a nice tight roll on your leg. Yeah, and then listen to your crisscross album. And- and then send Chris pictures. Yeah, you can do, find them do, on do the that. Discord. Send send them directly to. They're on. They're at disc. Go to discord.sarchpitches.com and just on any channel. Put at shp dash horselantis. <laughs> it sounds like this that I wish Horselanta had a Twitter because I just would have used his at. Yeah, just add him on Discord. Just at Horselanta at Twitter. I don't know where that goes, but do that. Uh, I have no idea. Um, so yeah, but also, uh, what's her butt? Uh, Samara Weaving, B, as everyone calls her, is uh, also there at this point because she is going to be babysitting the child. Yeah, and we have wholesome babysitting montage where they're having a dance party. Yeah, although at one point, like, uh, the kid does stare at her boobs, which... It's not he's made of stone, Troy. He's getting to be that age. He's somewhere between 12 and 11,000. <laughs> yeah, somewhere between 12 and 14. And so, yeah, he like, and she kind of catches him staring at her boobs, but she's like, whatever. Yeah. And they, uh... It's just more. 
Yeah, yeah, like they dance to Fog Hat. They do like air guitar. They go swimming in the pool to give her an excuse to take off her shirt. Uh, she's wearing a bikini underneath. Um, they they watch a movie called Billy Jack, where the the star tells the boss hog looking fucker that he's gonna take this leg and whop him upside the that side of his head with it. There's nothing you can do to stop him, but they're like acting it out in front of like the the projector is projecting it onto the garage. Yeah, because she's like literally the coolest babysitter which has ever existed. I'm not gonna lie, I kind of want to watch the cowboy kung fu movie. Uh, it's called. We can throw Billy Jack on there for October this year, Chris. Yes, good. That's good. That won't lead to disappointment. <laughs> we sh- actually, you know, what we should do at some point is do a, a an October of movies seen inside other movies, movies within movies. Yep, uh, that we've done podcasts for already. But uh, that one that was inside the the he- the head cutting off movie, or the gas mask movie. Yeah, where yeah. The, the movie inside the movie was better than the movie, but then they made a movie out of the movie inside the movie, and it wasn't very good. Yeah, it's ironic, or some that shit. That was fucking good. Confu- that was confusing, but it made sense. I promise. It really does. Yeah. And then, uh, and then they have the discussion as to if you had to put together your the best intergalactic space team to fight the big evil, the big bad evil guy. Uh, who would it be? And she says, uh, Captain's Kirk and Picard. Um, Back in the deck a little bit. Yeah. Um, Ripley. Yeah. Um, one other dude who's, I can't remember who it was. No, it was Kirk and Picard. It was Jeff Goldblum. And yes. Will Smith from Independence Day. Ripley. Ripley and, and Xenomorph and, Egg. Yes. And she does like a fan she does a fun like chest burster imitation with her hand under her shirt. Because again, they spend twenty minutes of this movie trying to make you fall in love with this character when it's it's fucking Samara weaving. So they could have done that like in two minutes and it would have been fine. Cause if you've seen her in anything else, like Ready or Not, which we did for this move, this podcast, and uh, Mayhem, which we did for this podcast, like she's just instantly likable. Yeah, she's real good, Ready or Not. Yeah, and Mayhem with Glenn from The Walking Dead. Yeah, that was okay. I liked that movie, I believe. If you know what, listeners, go back and listen to that episode and let me know if I'm wrong. Pump up the numbers. Yeah. Well, sh- that was supposed to be a tricky thing. Never. You are not crafty nor tricky, Chris. No. You will not rock around the block, that is for certain. So, uh, family's off. They're having fun. Yep. Uh, she and offers him a double shot so he can go to bed easier. You forgot about the cock couch. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty fucking great. 
Yeah, they're they they're leaning over the couch and she's giving him shit for liking the girl across the street. And he's like, No, I don't like her. She's just, you know, a friend. And she's like, Yeah, sure she is, buddy. And then but they're like, this couch is yellow with fucking chickens all over it. It should be the ugliest fucking couch in the world, but somehow this movie makes it endearing. Yeah, I'm into it. I don't know. I mean, that is the true movie magic that the director Mick G worked. And it's true. I'm sorry if you go by Mick G, that is douchey. I don't know if you're a douche, Mr. Mick G, but it's a pretty douchey name. Uh, presumably he's a listener. So he'll know. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure he he has now he feels emotionally eviscerated now. He's like, oh man, my favorite podcast. He called me out for being douchey. Oh man, I sound like a teenage boy. I've just now uh, gone into puberty. <laughs> yeah, man, fucking being sick fucks with my voice so bad. I feel so much better than I did last week, though. <laughs> Monday, I was on a phone call and I said like five words, and then I got three messages asking me if I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're like holy cow like dude like are you okay i'm like yeah i'm just just sick it's okay it's all right um and so yeah she gives him like a double shot of alcohol and he's like well i'm not drinking alone and so she goes back into the kitchen to pour more liquor and he just tosses it into onto the ficus and it's like oh man oh, i'm so full of I, booze liquor i don't know how to hold my booze liquor uh, quick uh, look at McG's filmography. Uh, hey, he, what do you? He did a Terminator movie. He did Terminator Salvation. Yep. He did Supernatural. We are Marshall. Really? That's what this says. Wow, I know we did some some uh, Supernatural episodes. What do you think about the Lethal Weapon reboot? Uh, I've not seen the reboot. What about? Turner and Hooch reboot on Disney Plus. What are your feelings on that? I have not that? seen that. Give me a tight I'll five on Turner and Hooch reboot. I'm sure it sucks because the first one wasn't that great. You know, inexplicably, it has like a 6.6 on IMDb. Hmm. The dog probably fucking dies at the end or something because that's what I fucking need in a movie. Hey, what do you think about Cypress Hill still smoking? Um, I mean, I don't know much Cypress Hill, unlike you, Chris, who can name Cypress Hill movies in or songs in like three notes. Hey, no, I did, and I was uh impressed by myself and dismayed. Yeah. Um Yeah, no, I don't know much about it. Not a lot of music videos. Yeah. Blind by Corn. Walking on the Sun by Smash Mouth. He did Pretty Fly for a White Guy by The Offspring. I like that one. Can't Get Enough of You, Baby. Oh, he did The Way by Fastball. That's a fantastic song. The, the, I remember, right? The video is okay. One Week by The Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. It's got a dude sliding across the hood of a car. Sugar he Ray, not- Every Morning... 
Every morning, I want to shoot myself in the head because I heard that song. Wow, Mick G, your filmography is diverse and unpleasant. Clown by Corn. Uh, oh, he did Santeria. I fucking hate that song, but I remember that video. But he ain't got no crystal ball. <laughs> Apparently, right, but okay, sorry, Christian uh, has provided research to us. I just need to confirm something. Oh my god, that can't be right. That sounds right. Oh no, yeah, I mean, I have a feeling that uh. Christian, in his due diligence, uh, found Horselanta's Twitter, but there's not a Twitter account called at Horselanta. Oh, sometimes I really do feel like we should pay that guy. Yeah, I will uh, rescind my earlier sniff into the mic, Christian. I apologize. Do it backwards somehow. <laughs> Oh, that just sounded, that was actually worse than the first one. <laughs> that that might actually be more offensive. <laughs> Sorry, Christian uh, and Anna, probably. Um, yeah. So, but anyway, she uh, she shush, ushers the kid off to bed. He he goes to bed, and then as soon as she leaves the room, he's texting with the girl across the street. And she's like, you got to find like, you got to see what see what happens after you go to bed, because, you know, like babysitters invite their boyfriends over and they bang. That's what they do. And she and she's like, you got to find out if she does that. And he's like, I'm going to watch her bang. She's like, you perv. And he's like, but you told me to. Yeah, that almost seemed explicitly like a command. (laughs) Yep. And then so he stays awake and finds out that when the doorbell rings, it's not just one dude. But it is three dudes and two chicks that show up. Indeed. And they decide to play spin the bottle. Well, sort of. Sort of. It's spin the bottle. Truth or dare edition. Combined with truth or dare. Yeah. And we are introduced to various dudes. There is Jock. Uh-huh. There's Cheerleader. Uh-huh. There's Token Black Guy. Uh-huh. There is a weird Asian girl. A, she's trans. She is tra- well. She also she's the the whispery Asian girl from Pitch Perfect, which makes me so happy. That is true. Because uh, she is so weird in that movie, and I love that she is just so weird in that movie. Uh, and then there is Samuel. Yeah, who is basically grown up nerdlinger, well, slightly more aged. That's what I mean by grown up. Yeah, well, yes, he is an older version of Nerdlinger. Uh, and so Max spins the bottle, or someone spins the bottle, ends on Max. He is he decides to take a truth, and they ask him if he had to have sex with somebody in the room, who would it be? And he says, uh, Asian lady. And everyone's like, yeah, nice. that sounds right. And then someone else, he spins the bottle, and it lands on Babysitter. And she takes the dare, and so uh, Jock dares her to kiss everybody in the room. So she has like she just kind of gives like a quick kiss to the jur- the Jock, has like a hot quote unquote 
hot makeout session with uh, the cheerleader and then gives her her gum back at the end. That's the I want candy uh, part. Yeah, that's the I want candy part. And then uh, the uh, token black guy is like, hold on, hold on. I got to get like all the chapstick on my mouth that I own. And he does. And then she licks the side of his face. And yeah. he is like disappointed, but oddly aroused. And Nerdlinger is watching all this from the stairway. Yes. Yeah, from the balcony. Uh, and then uh, she kisses Asian girl's forehead, and Asian girl kisses her forehead. And then she gets to Samuel, and Samuel's kind of like, uh, I have a confused boner right now because you're going to kiss me, but all these people are watching. And I don't want them looking at my boner, which confuses me. And she's like, just go with it, dude. And he's like, close your eyes and go with it. And he's like, well, that's fine. I close my eyes, but it doesn't make them. They're not actually gone. And so she kisses him. And then she reaches behind herself, uh, pulls out two knives and jabs them into the top of his head. And he seems to find that unpleasant. Yeah, it's weird. And wow, I'm out of breath now. Thanks, COVID. <laughs> Yeah, and I'll give Samuel credit. He's got some stamina because he took two knives at the brain, and he's still talking. And she's like, don't worry, it's for a greater purpose. And he's like, I don't want to be for a greater porpoise. <laughs> yeah, did he just say porpoise? <laughs> <laughs> and then they pull the knives out of his head, and blood starts draining into the Asian girl's golden goblet that she's holding up next to his head. Uh, but token black guy's goblet is not being filled and he's like tapping on it and he's like I don't think mine's working and then he just gets sprayed right in the face with blood because comedy and but eventually they do manage to fill his goblet as well like you do yep and then uh and then uh Nerdling, and then they're like, "Well, now we have to go get blood from Nerdlinger because we need the blood of an innocent." Yeah, and he's like, "And he's like, oh shit!" And so that's he, me. Um, I'm innocent as fuck. Yeah, he calls the cops and then tries to make like a a, a blanket rope, but then they they come in too soon, so he dives into bed and he pretends to sleep. Yeah, well, and he's also got shoes use, and a pocket knife. Yeah, he got shoes and his pocket knife, and they call out the pocket knife. In big letters on the screen because it is a motherfucking pocket knife. That it is. And they uh they sneak into his room where he's supposedly unconscious because of the double shot of drug booze. Drug booze. And they just need a little bit of his blood. The plan originally is just to let him be asleep, take his blood, and then sacrifice and then I don't know devil worship stuff well they have to mix the blood of the innocent with the blood of the sacrifice and they to dribble it upon the page of the satanic verses as they are reading them and then their wishes will be granted yeah and my takeaway from all this was you should just drink strange liquors when offered to you because then you won't get killed that was what I learned from yeah. this movie yeah and then uh but and they're like, why don't we just kill the kid, too? Because, like, that's the easiest way to get his blood. It says the jock. And yeah. She, and, uh, but Babysitter's like, no, 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 no. This kid is, like, super innocent. 
And so he is like a fountain of innocent blood. If we keep him alive, we can like probably for the next two years, we can use his blood to, to grant all our wishes. So if we, we can use him to, to feed on to, to we can feed off of him like that, you know, like a vampire. And then uh, Asian girl pulls out what I can only assume is a heroin in fucking injection kit. It's a fucking leather case with like a glass syringe and a bunch of needles in it. And she puts together the uh, the needle with the syringe with the needle and they draw off some of his blood and Nerdlinger is making a face that they can't see because he doesn't like needles, but he's got to stay still. And then they they um, they take they drain off the blood out of this the fucking heroin needle that the Asian girl gave them because like you, you agree though, like Chris, like that's the implication of that fucking leather syringe kit the Asian girl had, right? Was that she, she does be, a lot of smack? She she definitely needs a needle at a moment's notice. I I can only think that she does a lot of smack. That is. Uh, She's riding the white horse. Yeah. White, white and, uh, horse. Chasing the horse. dragon, if you will. Yes. Yeah. You riding a white horse, chasing a dragon. Like a cavalier in a D&D game. Uh, a first edition D&D game using the Unearthed Arcana book. Obviously. Um, yes, because that's where the cavalier class was introduced. Even though it was already in the D&D cartoon. Along with yeah. the thief acrobat, was also introduced in the Under the Canna book and in the D and D cartoon, and yeah. the barbarian for that matter. Basically, half the cast of the D and D cartoon was from the Under the Canna book for D and D first edition. We all know that. I don't know why you had to say that. Even the ranger, Jesus Christ, the only one that wasn't was fucking Presto. And the actual thief. Yeah, the girl, the the redheaded girl. Like they're the only two that she would those were the only two that were not from the uh the Ernest Canna book. I'm both impressed and alarmed by your knowledge of the D and D cartoon. I well, I own it on D V D and I used to own the Unearth Canna uh first edition book. Also on D V D. I wish. I actually you know it probably was on DVD at one point because they did a like a big like or it actually was on CD-ROM. They did a CD-ROM of a bunch of D&D books. Check out the first sick interactive CD-ROM I got in the mid 90s. Yeah, late 90s. Um, yeah, and so they take his blood as soon as they leave the room. He um, he like throws his blanket rope out the window and he turns around and there is the babysitter standing in the room and she's like, I knew something was weird. And so I hid behind the door, even though when the door was shut, you could see behind the door and I was not there. Um, and then, um, well, they take him downstairs is, cause he passes and out. He passes out. Yeah. And he comes and to he wakes up, tied to a chair and they're like, eat a cookie. Your blood sugar's low. Because I know you you don't like getting shots, so that makes your blood sugar low somehow. Yeah. 
And his response when he comes to is, why is he shirtless? Yeah, Speaking because Jock, Jock now has has no shirt on. Which is a pretty good bit. And the cheerleader's like, what do you mean? Just look at him. Because she is a horny cheerleader, as there are in horror movies. I mean, in fairness, she's not wrong. Guy's ripped. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, it's Green Arrow's little brother, for those of you keeping score at home. He is also in uploaded on Amazon Prime video. If you have not seen that, I recommend it. It is a fun little sci-fi dystopia in a virtual afterlife with lots of microtransactions. And uh, yeah, and so he keeps them talking while he whips out his motherfucking pocket knife and starts sawing out the ropes. And, uh, which they all know they, he's doing it almost immediately. Yeah. Because the, the, at one point the cheaters, cheerleader is like, does he not see the mirror behind him where we can see him cutting the ropes with his pocket knife? And he looks back, he sees it and he just starts sawing faster. And she's like, Oh, he's so cute. Go little buddy. Go. <laughs> he's so determined. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and hi. Uh, Hi, Hot Doggy Matt. I see that you're playing Disco Elysium right now. Nice. I just like to I just like to freak Matt out occasionally. That's good. Yeah. You can thank Steam for that one, buddy. Yeah. Take that. Steam friend. Um Yeah, and so like they keep talking to him to keep sawing, and she's like, seriously, dude? Like you're just gonna keep doing that and then jock just boots him to the chest and knocks him over and the pocket knife goes skittering across the sliding across the floor he's like there see problem solved yeah but then the cops show up yeah from when he called the emergency services earlier yeah because they were like stay hidden he's like i can't i gotta pretend to be asleep and hangs up like you do and yeah, so the cops come in, and fucking Jock grabs a fire poker from the fireplace and just throws it right through the eye of one of the cops. Yeah. And he's just, and that guy's so fucking, I mean, it's fucking hilarious. I don't know. I don't know why it's so funny to me, but it's fucking hilarious. The cop kind of staggers around and then just shoots the cheerleader in the boob, and she goes, like, flying across the room like she got shot with a cinematic shotgun. Yeah, it's pretty bonkers how far she flies. Yeah, it would even be bonky donkey, one could say. Never. Yeah, then uh and meanwhile the the black guy is like, Hey dude, you're Latin, lo siento my N word. <laughs> yeah. And the the fucking caption is I'm <laughs> sorry, my friend. I'm, yeah. <laughs> and the like the other cop is just kind of freaking out. And then the babysitter just comes up behind him and slits his throat, spraying a whole bunch of throat blood onto the the token black guy's face again. And he has the best lines in the movie where he is like, three out of four people got STDs and I got two people's blood on my face. I got AIDS. I know I got AIDS now. (laughs) Which should not be funny, but the way that dude delivers it, is just fucking golden. It's real good. 
it's super funny. Um, and then uh, at this point, Nordlinger has managed to freed himself. Oh, oh, and this is when uh, so the the cop with the fucking poker through his head is still kind of staggering around, and fucking Jock just knocks him down, grabs the poker, and just tears it out of his head, pulling off half of his skull. Yeah. And everyone else is like, oh, oh, God. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> so now we got two dead cops. Yep. We got we have a cheerleader, a cheerleader shot with a the boob. boob. Who is like going on and on about how her boob hasn't finished developing yet. And now it's going to be too, it's going to deflate. And no one's going to want to motorboat them. And, like, all she can talk about is how no one's going to like her boobs anymore That now that one of them has been shot. And 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 meanwhile, the Asian girl's like, oh, she's going to bleed out. And the trainer's like, can't you just stick, like, a tampon in it or something? Which is good. Gunshot wound first aid, by the way. A tampon will stop the bleeding. Yeah, it's not a terrible idea. No, that is a recommended first aid technique, actually. Uh, but the way she, she's just, and the way she says boob, like her accent when she says boob is just fucking funny to me for some reason. That's fair. I don't know why. Yeah. Just the way she, like, she says it like B E W B boob, like boob, boob, boob. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so good. Um, and so uh, Nerdlinger runs upstairs at this point. Like, he manages to free himself. He runs upstairs. Well, first, there's the tent scene with the cop codes. Oh, yeah. Please tell us about that, Chris. While I take a drink. So, Nerdlinger is a nerd and knows things like nerds do. Yeah. Like, cop code numbers. Yeah. So babysitter's like, uh, so give me the code for everything's fucking cool, man. We gotta tell the cops everything's cool so they don't bother us on account of we just killed all these cops. And He's like, it's 1053, and I know it's 1053 because that is the number for one of the companies I work for in our computer system. And so I was like, fucking, they had to pick a number that's gonna stick in my head for fucking ever now. Thank you so much. So now I know that the number for one of the companies I work for is the same one as Man Down. Yeah. Because he tries to hit him with the 1053, but Babysitter's like, you look away when you lie. Try again, asshole. Yeah. He's like, just tell him 10-4. Yeah. He's like, just tell him it's fucking fine. What do you want from me? Yeah. And then she's like, what's the code for getting food? Yeah, which is code 7, apparently. Yeah. So Jock Guy grabs the walkie-talkie and he's like, "Yeah, Ted Four, false alarm, code seven. We're in. Yeah. And they're like, "Yeah, enjoy your double double." Yeah, which is an In and Out reference, I guess. Yeah, I've I don't never know. eaten that In and Out before. No, it's definitely not a Taco Bell reference because if it was, Anna would one hundred p get that one. I'll take your word for it. She definitely would. Hey, did you know with Google Pay, I can get 4.5% cash back at Troy's Italian Kitchen? Because there's no fucking more Italian name than Troy. That's exactly where I go for a lot of Italian needs. 
Yeah, Troy's Italian kitchen. Hey, I'm Troy. Classic Italian yeah. name, Troy. Yeah, my my first name's Troy. My last name is very German. I want to have an Italian kitchen. Yeah, maybe you get on that Kitchen yeah. Nightmare show the kids are in, too. There you go. And Gordon Ramsay can yell at me. Donkey. And I'll be like, I dipped my balls in that soup you ate, just so you know, motherfucker. I did it on purpose. Does it taste like yeah. balls? Because it probably should. My ball sweat is the secret ingredient. I sure hope it tastes like balls because I burnt them doing the soup bit. Yeah. I, and I haven't showered for four days. Unrelated. Just happens. Well, actually, well, yeah, because COVID. But um, although showering makes me feel better. I'm going to do that in the morning. Um, yeah, and so they managed to, like, get the cops off their back. And then uh, the kid runs upstairs and token black guy follows him and he goes to, to get the kid. The kid pushes him. He sits backwards onto one of the toy in his in the hallway. And uh, the, the black guy falls over the railing and lands like neck first on some pointy award yeah. that, has, that the mom had arranged earlier on. Because this movie, like for some goddamn reason felt the need to set up almost every kill ahead of time by like here, we're going to put this object here and reference the toys in the hallway. And then those two are going to combine to kill someone later. And sure enough, they do. Yep. And so the token black guy is dead. Yeah, he did not get to motorboat the cheerleader's boobs. Yeah, unfortunate for him, I guess. And Jock uh, is sent up after him. And, but he's crawling out the window down his uh, bedding rope. Yeah, like a prisoner. And uh, Jock guy catches him, starts pulling him up. But then he kind of lets go, falls. It's unclear. But the important thing is, um, Nerdlinger hits the ground real hard, like. Yeah, and you know, like you, you could just at that age, man, hitting like flat on your back like that. I can guarantee you, I got the the wind knocked out of me, and I would like my fucking diaphragm was spasming, and I was thought I was gonna die from not being able to breathe. It's pretty uh it's a pretty gnarly shot. Like Yeah. You definitely oh, and go, Anna, Ooh. Anna says hi to the gang, by the way, Chris. Oh, well hello, Anna. Yep. Um because I told her we were talking about her. Um Yeah, and then uh yeah, and so he he gets chased by Jock through the the yard and he remember and nerdlinger remembers the advice that the babysitter had given him given him earlier about dealing with his bullies which was if they're chasing you right when they get right up on you you drop to the ground like a sack of potatoes they'll trip over them and over you and then when they're on the ground you kick them in the dick which is not the correct advice the correct advice is to kick them in the balls yeah that's dick proper I mean, getting kicked in the dick hurts, but kicking kicked in the balls hurts. Yes. 
And uh, so he kicks uh, baby Green Arrow in the balls and starts running. But then baby Green Arrow gets right back up and starts chasing him. And he's like, dude, you missed my dick. And my dick's huge. And he's like, your dick's not very big. He's like, ah, that's hurtful. And then, like, chases him up the uh, the ladder to his treehouse. Well, we, and- we, we have glossed over. Oh, yes, we did gloss over the egging. Well, the egging and the crawl space. Oh, we did. Jesus, fuck. Please, Chris, correct me. So he gets knocked, the wind knocked out of him, runs off, and uh, what, what, what was her name? Sonya? Yeah, well, the, yeah, Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect catches up with him. He's Although found... he, he does make a detour to the garage where he finds the drill and the fat dragon firework. Yeah. Which his is dad's toolbox. A huge ass bottle rocket. I mean it's like two inches in diameter. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like a Roman candle or something. It's more so than a bottle rocket. He grabs that and makes it to the crawl space from earlier. Yep. Tries to hide out. Gets caught. And the crawl space also full of tarantulas. Like yes. big ass tarantulas. Uh, Pitch Perfect follows him in. Just when things are looking up. And she's like, and she's like randomly stabbing things that look like they might contain a child. Yeah. Like you do in a crawl space. Yeah. I mean, that's what I do in crawl spaces is stab any child's object I find. Yeah, it's a homeowner thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't have children, so if there's anything that might contain a child, it's safe to stab, because if I stab a child, that child didn't fucking belong there anyway. Yeah, it wasn't your kid. Yeah. I mean, why was someone else's kid hiding in in my house? Yeah, maybe don't let your kids crawl around uh, the neighborhood crawl spaces. That's on you as a parent. Yeah, I mean, that's just Darwin. Darwin's laws in action at this point. Yeah. I can count how many times my child has ended up in a neighbor's crawl space. Seven. <laughs> I hope that's a bit, but I also kind of hope it's not. <laughs> it's an exercise to the listener to determine that one. There you go. Yeah, yeah Christian, if you can uh, search the uh, the Lebanon, Ohio police records to find out <laughs> how many children have been found in crawl spaces in the last three years, let us know. And uh, he lights up the bottle rocket to try to, you know, Hit obtain victory. Yeah, Ult- real ultimate victory. Uh, misses, unfortunately. But it yes. does give him the time to get out and lock her into the, In the uh, crawl space. Where she tells him that she is going to turn him into a self-human centipede by sewing his mouth to his own anus. Which is pretty gnarly to yell at a twelve-year-old. Not gonna lie about right? that. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm kind of happy when people throw in a human centipede reference. I guess. I mean, um, they're bad movies, but yeah, it's funny to yell you know? at a twelve-year-old. And then so she he sprays her in the face with bug spray, and then unloads as much bug spray into the crawl space as he can to add extra flammable gases to it. And so the uh, the bottle rocket goes off. 
uh, I mean, sorry, the fat dragon goes off and she's like, I'm still alive, you little fucker. And then everything else in the crawl space explodes and she dies. Yeah. Which is pretty fucking funny. Yeah. And Jock shows up and he's like, holy shit, did you just blow her up? That's fucking awesome. Awesome. Yeah. This dude is just like, he. I, I don't even know if he had a wish for the devil. I think he just really wanted to kill people. And he's like, oh, wait, I can just kill people and get my wishes granted? But Fucking bonus. Yeah. I was going to murder a bunch of people anyway. Might as well get a wish while I'm at it. Yeah, like, I mean, he should have been in that, like, whatever, the darkness movie with uh, Alexandra Daddario. Where they play, like, they, they, they kill those heavy metal dudes, heavy metal fans. You remember that movie? Have you seen that movie? I'm thinking. I it's hard to forget Alexandra Daddario. Oh, I mean, I'm, me. I'm thinking about specific things right now, but that's not helping the movie part. Uh, Alexandra Daddario, IMDb. It is called. Uh, we summon the darkness. I don't think I've seen that. It's. Not the greatest. That's fair. But um, he would have fit right into. It's got Johnny Knoxville in it, though. Uh, He would have fit right into that movie. And uh, this is when he starts giving chase, and then the bully kid shows up. Yeah, the bully kid's like fucking egging his house, and the jock is like, dude, is someone egging your house? And the kid's like, yeah. Fucking this, this bully kid just keeps egging my house. He's like, Dude, you gotta do something about that. Like, yeah. you gotta stand up for this. Is a fucking America. You gotta stand up for yourself. He's disrespecting and you. He's disrespecting your family. He's disrespecting this country. <laughs> it's fucking. It works. It sounds stupid, but it works. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, for some reason, like, coming out of this character's mouth, you're like, yeah, I totally believe that this character would fucking believe that, even though it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So he goes to confront his bully. Yeah. And his boy's like, what are you going to do about it? He's like, dude, like this dude's trying to kill me. Like, there are dead cops in my house. And the boy's like, whatever, man. I'm going to just keep throwing eggs at your house. And the, so the kid's like, you know what? I'm going to take this leg and I'm going to whop you upside that. I'm going to whop you upside that side of your head with, with it. And you're not going to be able to stop me, which is like the quote from that fucking movie they were watching. He was watching the babysitter earlier, Billy Jack, which Chris wants to watch now. And, uh, he goes to kick the kid, just kind of like lightly taps him on the arm. And the fucking bully kid is like, like really dude, like that's what you got. He's like, yeah, but dude, seriously, like there are dead people in my house. Like, okay, fine. Here's what we'll do. I'll go, I'll get on my bike. You can get behind me. You can ride bitch on my bike. And we'll, we'll ride off and we'll get the cops. Like, that's great. And the boy's like, good. And just like fucking like cracks an egg right on the kid's face. Yeah. And he's like, you fucking pussy. Like, I'm out. I can't even like egg your house because I'm too embarrassed for you right now. Yeah. And uh Jock guy shows up and he's like, yeah, well, you stood up for yourself. That's something. I respect yeah. that. And now I still need to kill you. Yeah, but still, you're going to die. Yeah, you're going to die. And then, uh, so he chases him to the treehouse. The kid climbs up in the treehouse and then breaks the the top few rungs behind him, which is pretty smart. Yeah. 
and and he's like and the kid's name is Cole so like fucking the the boy calls him colon cancer or whatever and uh but then the jock guy I know is like Cole 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 which is an apropos nothing reference uh for C Cole not K Cole um which maybe no one who listens to this podcast will get I get. <laughs> I don't know how much AON you listen to, Chris. Uh, not a ton, but I listen to some. Yeah. Shout out to okay. AON who never knows that we exist. When well, there you yeah, exist. AONpodcast.com. Used to, yeah, uh, our fr- our hot doggy friend Matt used to be on it, uh, but he has stepped he stepped down, probably for the best. But they continued on without him. Um. Yeah, and so, but somehow, like, oh, this, the jock dude just like, oh, hey, there's a rope here, and I have no shirt and lots of muscles, so I'm just going to fucking, like, haul myself up this rope with just my upper body strength. Dude, that would be so hard to climb that rope. That is, A, not a big rope. That's nope. very small in diameter. But when you're fucking Robbie ML and you've been lifting weights and not eating anything other than protein for the last four months you can do it yeah protein and raw sexual charisma yeah and very little water because he's got to get as much definition as he can dude is ripped yeah That's for what like saying. a dude who like the dude who's not for a guy who is not a bodybuilder or a pro wrestler he's pretty ripped and he uh he catches up with him Respectfully says, I'm not going to kill you with a bunch of egg on your face. I will, you... It wipes, his, it wipes the egg off with his hands. Yeah, and gets a bunch of egg on his hands. The amount of egg which would require several eggs, but let's not worry about that. No. Because Chris knows how much egg is in an egg because he used to cook eggs a lot. So many eggs. There's actually, at some point, I calculated it, and it was alarming how many <laughs> eggs I had made. Did you like that that PTSD picture I sent you, Chris, of me cooking fucking hamburgers on a flat top? <laughs> Three, like some kind of fucking amateur. I mean, it's it's just the middle of my stove. I don't have like a full like sized flat top griddle. Yeah, I had a flat top that was the size of most of your kitchen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I was like, here, Chris, that was a PTSD, yeah. mofo. <laughs> <laughs> and uh turns out the treehouse is rickety as all fuck. Yep. And fucking uh Jock's foot just goes right through one of the boards. And so he tries to catch himself on the rope while the kid falls off the treehouse and grabs his waist. But since his hands are coated with egg, they're too slick to hold on to the rope. And somehow he gets his neck twisted up in the rope, and when he hits the end of the rope, it fucking snaps his neck like he is in the gallows. Yeah. And at that point... another episode of ours. Uh, both of them, I think. Yeah, we did two. We did the gallows and the gallows too. Electric Neither of which gallum. you enjoyed, I think. Nope, didn't like either one of them. They both were bad. I liked them both. I liked them both because I'm weird. And uh, at that point, the babysitter... Sh- Pops out with a shotgun because I don't know. Sure, why not? He's like, now there's guns. Yeah, which a fair response. 
and he runs off across the street to little blonde girl's house. Yeah. Who was standing in the doorway and he just fucking like spears her. It like WWE spur, not NFL or spear, not NFL spear. He Goldberg's her ass. Is, yeah. He Goldberg's her just fucking jackhammers her. Um, and then, uh, and he's like, uh, the, B is bad, which the B is what he calls the babysitter because her name is Beatrice. Um, and she's like, B's bad. He's like, B's bad. And then he's like, and he closes the door and he's like, the door clocks from the inside are automatically, right? Uh, no, the door does. Narrator, the door does not lock automatically. Little did he know the door did not unlock automatically. Yeah. And she comes in. They're now hiding behind. Various staircases, which is weird that they have more than one staircase to hide behind, but they do. No, it's just one staircase. They keep going around it as she walks around it. But they almost knock a vase off the same the same vase off the same uh, occasional table twice. Yeah, like he puts like it gets it starts falling. He catches it. He puts it back up there, and the girl immediately bumps it again, and it starts to fall again. He's like, "For fuck's sake, let's not draw attention to ourselves, please." Yeah, and uh, B doesn't find them. They take the opportunity to go hide in the bathroom. Yep, where like the the little blonde girl's like, Jesus Christ, dude, do you not read the room? I have had the hots for you for a while now. I'm going to kiss you, and he's like, Hey, the kiss is great, uh, but I gotta go like stop the babysitter now. And she's like, Hey, we next time let's make out. And he's like, Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's like, I have a boner now, but it's going to be hard to run with a boner. And he tries to lock her in the bathroom, which is pretty funny. And she's like, hey, it locks from the inside guy. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, that. So he, he runs out of the house to get B's attention, uh, yells for her. In the yeah. like most ridiculous way possible, like, hey, B, I'm hey, running like, out of this house now towards my house, which is where I live, and I am going now. It's like, here I am, come and get me, mofo, and then, like, just nothing fucking happens. Yeah, and, and he so runs he gets back, back inside. And that's where a cheerleader Attacks looks him. dead. Yeah. But it's still full of alive. Yep, and she, like, tackles him and starts strangling him, and he just, like, fucking, like, speed bags her, her injured boob. <laughs> like, literally just with his fists, right? And she's like, ow, like, fucker, like, what, you little perv, like, you're just, like, beating on my boob. And the way she says boob is still fucking funny to me. And, and he's uh, like, you're the one trying to kill me, you crazy woman. And she's like, I'm just trying to, like, get my fucking dreams like my dream job he's like what's your dream job he's like i'm gonna be a journalist you could totally Which do is, that you're so smart and pretty and good at things yeah and she's like oh thanks you little fucker i'm gonna kill you now yeah and she and so he goes him. for the and <laughs> so he goes for the knife in the in the uh, dishwasher where his father put it earlier in the movie which we didn't talk about but that's fine yeah and then it's not there. Cut to Chris. Well, we cut to the fucking Hyatt. The Hyatt where the parents are engaging in a bland job. Oh, With- yeah. Like it is Leslie Bibb giving Ken Marino the least 
disinterested hand job ever on both sides. Nobody gives a fuck that somebody's getting manually stimulated. It's yeah, actually like, I mean, amazing how little nobody fucking cares about it. I mean, he's getting a handy and he's like reading a magazine and glancing at the TV occasionally. Yeah, it's Which pretty I, funny. I'm like, yeah, and she's just going to town. She's like, were you the one who put the knife in the dishwasher? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, honey, it goes in the blo- in the knife block where the um, where the uh, the cheerleader pulls it out of. And then she attacks him with the knife. Yeah. And then it's uh, B with the save, oddly enough. Yeah, she like fucking shotguns uh, the cheerleader in the back of the head, and her head explodes like it is a balloon full of jello. And even B is like, holy shit, that was way more graphic than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, like, I didn't expect it. It's like one time my dad shot a green wing teal with a gu- with a with a shotgun, and it literally just exploded into a ball of feathers, and it rained little tiny chunks of duck onto us. Gross. Yeah. And it, it's amazing that I only went duck hunting with my father once. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> yeah. That's weird how that worked out. <laughs> and uh and I will never forget that. And Nerdlinger's like, look, what the fuck is all of this? Like, was this all a trick? You don't give a fuck about me. You just wanted my sweet, sweet blood so you could make your devil pact. Yeah. And she's like, no, nah, man, we can get out of this still. All we gotta do is make it like those other assholes were trying to kill us and we just defended Both ourselves. Yeah. And then we can ride off into the sunset and be just you and me to the end of time, baby. Yeah, like you and me forever. Little thumb, little thumb and Louise, this bullshit. And then he's like, you know what? I'm going to light your book of satanic verses on fire. Yeah. And she does not care and she, for that. No. And it, it does burn a nice, interesting green color, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Like, it doesn't burn a normal fire color. They definitely treated that book with some kind of, uh, like, I don't know, rubidium or something, to, or copper, probably copper, to make it burn a green color. I wouldn't breathe it, whatever the fuck it is. Well, no, you should never breathe smoke, Chris. I do that intentionally all the time. I understand, but you shouldn't. No, I shouldn't, but I do. <laughs> I know. Um,. And then, uh, yeah, and then so while she is trying to put out the green flaming book of satanic verses, Nerdlinger runs off to uh, Blonde Girl Across the Street's house again. And for some reason, the keys for the the dad's middle-aged mobile are in the middle-aged mobile. Yeah, well, that's that's because he came up with his sick plan. Yeah. Which is basically a plan he explained earlier to his father, which is why he had the knife that was supposed to be in the dishwasher. It was stabbed well, in an RC car. Be- yeah, he was like fucking like Jason Voorheesing an RC car. And he's like, what are you doing? Like, oh, I'm, if I modify it, I can get that to do a barrel roll exactly into where I want to, into the target zone. Yeah. So he takes the middle-aged mobile, fucking peels out, hits seven, like goes zero to 70 in like a third of a second somehow hits the roof of his treehouse, which they talked about earlier in the movie and looks like a ramp 
hits that, the car does a barrel roll into the front of the house where it lands on the babysitter and her flaming book of satanic verses. Yeah. He crawls out of the car. Babysitter says, well, I gotta be honest, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently she has not seen Die Hard 4. That's fair enough. Because he kills a helicopter with a car in that one. At least according to friend of friend of the podcast, Anna's friend, Justin Long. No, literally, she apparently has met Justin Long and Amanda Seyfried when they were dating. Yeah, did she tell him how like, bad Tusk was? I uh, No, because I don't think he had done that yet. Oh. Yeah. That would be but the first thing I said to Justin Long if I met him. Tusk was yeah, shit. Was, I'm Chris. Yeah, she, she used to tend bar, and he apparently drank at the bar that she tended bar at for quite a while. Well, just know uh, that that's the first thing I would say to Justin Long. Yeah, Anna, don't watch Tusk. It's not worth seeing Justin Long for. Yeah. It's bad. Very bad. Aggressively bad, I would say. Yep. Uh, and so they have, and he's like, has a little heart to heart and, uh, he's like, I'm not the first boy. Right. And she's like, yeah, no, nope. She's always been after that sweet, sweet devil pact, which makes me wonder how old she actually is. Like, has she just been around for quite a while? Like her wish is to be young, beautiful and confident yeah but that, wouldn't that imply she, that she had successfully made the pact at some point do you have to yes. renew the pact I, I she kind of implies that she's done it before yeah I guess she does yeah so I I think that her one of her wishes is to be young forever and to be beautiful and then presumably she just does whatever the fuck she wants to after that because as a as a hot eighteen year old white girl, she kind of has like she's she's living on easy like easy mode at that point. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it. I mean the only the only thing better you could be is a hot white guy. I wouldn't know. Yeah, I mean either, but like just. By the fact that like being being a dude versus being a girl is slightly more easy mode, I feel like. And uh, at this point, the fire department, police, everybody showed up. Well, you know, because the car and the missing cops and the yes gunshots and the lack of the lack of in and out double doubles. Also, for the record, took a solid fucking forty eight minutes after the madness that was occurring for anybody to show the fuck up. I mean, once the gunshot started, it was a good like 20 minutes before anyone showed up. Yeah. Which I guess in white suburban California, maybe you're like, eh, it was a car backfiring. Maybe. But he did explicitly tell girl across the street to call the cops. That's true. And it was a good... It yeah, had to be like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, it was a good 10, 15 minutes between that and them arriving. Yeah. But there was the 
fake call earlier, you know, that got code seven with the in and out burgers. Yeah, the ten four code seven, not ten fifty three one eight seven murder death kill. Murder death kill. <laughs> Anytime I can bring up demolition man, I'm happy. He doesn't even know how to use three seashells. No. That poor bastard. And you know, uh wipe. The everybody's there. The bully kids show up to reprise their bullying. Except for now yeah. they got mad respect on account of all the corpses. Well, the the two henchmen have mad respect. The the main bully kid is like, hey, dude, like, whatever, man. You're not as cool as I am. I I went on a date with the 16-year-old and she rocked my world. And then the parents show up and probably run over his bike. And he's like, oh, damn, Cindy. Yeah. And, uh, and the says, parents are just like, oh, my God, is our child okay? There's no, what happened to our house? Why is there a car in our house? Oh, my God, my property. It's just like, first, only thought is, is my child okay? Which makes them good parents. Yeah, I was going to say, that probably would be my first thought. But you guarantee you their parents would be like, like some some like fucking like asshole dad be like, what the fuck happened to my house? Where's my car? Your child's right over there, dude. Yeah. And uh, we cut two credits with Nerdlinger saying he doesn't think he needs a babysitter anymore. Put on yeah. sunglasses, the- play CSI Miami song. Yep. And then we get treated to a mid-credit sequence. When one of the firemen goes into the house and the babysitter is not lying on the floor pinned under the car anymore and jump scared attacks him and then it ends. Yep. Setting us up for a sequel. Which is not nearly as good, even though you watch this and you're like, I really want to see the next one. Yeah. You do not want to see the next one. Oh, even if it has Wednesday Adams in it. That's what I said about it. Now I feel bad. Yeah, I started it like the first like 10 minutes because it was like 10 minutes to the top of the hour. And then I stopped there and I was okay with that. I've seen it. It's not great. The Well, actually, up until the ending, it's decent. The ending is bad. But anyway, Chris, what did you think of this movie, The First Babysitter, not babys- The Babysitter Killer Queen? It's pretty good. It's fun. It's goofy. It's over the top. But in a good way. It it manages to thread that tricky needle between being funny and being like a pretty hardcore horror flick at times. It seems like maybe they could have cut like a a good ten minutes out of the first chunk where they're like Nah, cause she's super cool, right? Like she's all hot and like nice and stuff, and like is totally like a cool babysitter. Look how much fun they're having. She doesn't even mind he's staring at her boobs. Yeah, but again, like that actress is so good at like drawing you in that like you in one tenth of the time they could have they could have done that work. But they they did a good job of of doing like the horror comedy thing. It's such a hard thing to get right. 
to to not lean too hard one way or the other. The what is it, McD? McChee. McChee. Big G. MC. Big M. Little C. Big G. Yeah, he had a pretty good feel for when to throw in a comedy beat to kind of relieve some of the tension. Everybody was was real good. I mean, even though uh, the the devil worship team, half of them were just throwaways for a bit later, but they still are reasonably fleshed out as characters. Like you get the yeah. bit, and the fact that like I mean, like I'm not a huge Bella Thorne fan, but she fucking hits every beat dead on in this movie. And same like the the the, the token black guy. Apparently, he, he got famous from Vine. But that guy is super funny, and again, hits every note perfectly. Yeah, they've all got like real good comedic timing. Yeah, it's fun. the The gore is wild when it happens. The head explosions and the like. <laughs> I got AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> It's definitely worth a watch. It's it's you know it's movie length. It's not super long or anything. It's like ninety minutes. Yeah, it's on Netflix, which you probably have unless you canceled your subscription because you got three other people using your account. And you don't want to deal with that shit that's coming up. Yeah, it's still better than D and D Beyond. Yeah, I say it's definitely worth a watch. I haven't seen the second one, but the first one, I say go ahead and watch it. It's fun. It's gory. It's pretty funny at times. What do you think, Troy? I mean, I I watched this because I heard about it on the Horror Show Hot Dog. If you go to horrorshowhotdog.com, you can search for their episode, search for the babysitter there and find out the episode they talk about it. Um, And that was maybe want to watch it. And I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I like the the little swerve there because you're not really sure who is going to end up being the bad guy in this movie. Like, is it going to be someone trying to kill the babysitter? Because they they kind of code Samara Weaving's character as a final girl real hard at the beginning. So you kind of feel like, oh, it's going to be her versus the bad guys. But then it turns out, oh, no, 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 she is the bad guy. And it's just this kid trying to, like, this fucking 12-year-old trying to survive against her and her fucking murder crew. And I, it's a nice little swerve. Uh, Samuel being stabbed in the head was a good swerve. Um, it's just, yeah, it's like they they thread the needle, needle perfectly between making it too silly and not silly enough uh, to make it like a good horror comedy. Uh, it's, I, I think I've, I've watched this movie at least three times now and every time I've enjoyed it. So I think it is well worth watching. Uh, what are we watching next week, Chris? I believe, if I remember correctly, we're going to watch Skinnamarink. Yes, as suggested to you by your daughter, Jane. True. And by you to the podcast and provisionally suggested by Chris, or at least talked about by Christian on the Discord. Yeah. He did not, our fun paid wintern did not actually suggest it, 
but he did reference it today, and that is what brought it to mind to Chris, and that is why we are watching it next week. Yeah. We got to get that, get in with the zeitgeist, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we need the spirit of the times. That is correct. The ghost of the times. That'll really help inflate our numbers. Well, nothing could deflate them at this point. Yeah, that's unfortunately true. <laughs> so what if other people want to recommend a thing or not or whatever the hell? Well, they could go to Facebook and reach out to us there where we are Slaughterhouse Princess. They could uh, tweet us at Slaughter Prince, which is Slaughter Princess with no vowels in princess because Chris did not know how Twitter worked at the time when he created that handle. True. Uh, they could go to our Discord at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com and go to the hashtag movie-requests channel and request a movie there. Oddly enough, that is where you request movies is the movie request channel. Um, otherwise, if you want to listen to us in some other way than you were currently doing, you could find us on any podcast aggregator anywhere. Uh, you can, uh, we are on like iTunes, Google music, uh, stitcher, all that happy crap. Um, if you want to support us financially, you go to patreon.sarnsprincess.com where you get access to our Patreon channel. Uh, and you can see what research Christian does for us during the podcast. Or you could uh, go to store.sarnsprincess.com and buy yourself a handy uh, Tumblr with our logo like wrapped around it in a really cool fucking way, which Mr. Green I still have not bought yet, even though I am going to at some point. So come back next time for Skinnamarink. And while other podcasts think about movies, I'll try to get over COVID at some point for movies. Bye. Uh, uh, oh, God. There you go. I got one more. <laughs>